I don't know about you. I don't know you as a person. You might be wonderful. Who knows? But you're a problem. <laughs> most, um, most definitely a problem. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Trudy. Thank you for tuning in to episode nine of That's Not How That Works. This is our first episode in our new format and we're really, really excited to be bringing this to you. Please remember to find us online and connect and let us know what you think about our new direction. Talk to y'all soon. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Trudy. I'm here with my homie Weez. What up, what up? Yo, every time I say hi, I want to do the Martin. <laughs> but I don't because I'm not going to do it as good as him, but I really want to. Anyways, hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to our first full episode of That's Not How That Works. I'm really excited to be here today because we have something really, really important to share with you. And if you heard our last episode where we were explaining the shift from Hey Auntie to That's Not How That Works, we shared that our plan and commitment was to really start having this conversation about race, equity, all these things, and how that relates to our careers in the personal development space. And so we had planned to talk to you today about manifestation. Manifestation is one of these kind of principles in the personal development space. And we're going to explain more about what that is in just a second. But our plan was to talk to you about that. And then... And then the world happened. Life happened as it does. And then, um, right on cue, we had um, a quote-unquote spiritual leader release this video that we are going to talk about. And it's like super problematic. And um, it ties right into this theme of manifestation. Right. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about why it's a bunch of bullshit. Um, and before we do that, though, we want to explain a little bit about just some of the fundamentals of the personal development and coaching industry that Weez and I work in, especially some of the things that we really believe in. Um, because, and, and really don't believe like so to be oh, clear like yes yeah. there's stuff we don't believe in but there is there's there's a lot of validity to a lot of, of it as well so yeah. I, just, I feel like that's important to say so that people don't automatically think we're just like down with the whole philosophy <laughs> yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> right no 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 that's, it's not about it's a both and y'all exactly it's a both and there we go both and. there we go so let's just go over some of the fundamentals of uh personal development yeah um, cause this is the work that we do and it's gonna, this is super relevant to this video that we're going to share with you in a little while. Um, so the first real fundamental in this space is personal responsibility. Um, I definitely believe that we have to be responsible for our lives. We have to be responsible for choices that we make. Um, we have to feel like we have some ownership of this life that we're living. Absolutely. Um, I think that is, a one of the kind of ground rules of personal development and coaching um, that I teach. And I know Louise, you also, mm -hmm. you know, teach that. Yeah. Um, what's another one that comes to mind when you're thinking about like these principles that we really believe in? Um, so <clears throat> one of the ones that I think we've talked about in the past is also like creating a vision mm. of your life, right? So whatever it is that you want to do, whatever version of yourself that you want to be, whatever your goals are, 
Like you can't just kind of haphazardly go through life and think that things are going to happen. Like you're not going to make moves if you're just like hoping for the best. Um, right. So you have to, to, you know, it, it takes work. And so you have to create this vision. Um, and once you have this vision, once you've manifested (laughs) this vision, um, I'm, I'm gonna stop throwing shade. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Um, So, (laughs) but I'm not. So once you've created this vision for yourself, then kind of like backing it up with what you just said, which is really working at it and like taking ownership of your life and, you know, plans of actions and, and the work that needs to be done on yourself and around you in order to, to succeed. Absolutely. Another one that um, I think is really important is just celebrating the wins, right? So that's a big yeah. one in the personal development coaching yeah. space, right? Like we want to, um, we have these big visions for what we want our life to be. And it's easy to kind of feel like I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I'm never going to get there. And right. then miss all of like the, the incremental steps along the way and right. not taking joy in them. It, so I think right. part of personal development is realizing that, just sometimes just one step or two steps is a right. really big deal um, right. and that we should celebrate that. Right. And, and that everyone's journey looks different. So, right. you know, really focusing on your own journey, your own truth, which is funny because that, that wording comes up in that video as well. Yeah. We're going to have to pick that one apart. We are. But what, what I mean by that is, is just not worrying about how other people move or what it looks like for other people. Cause you don't know where they're at in their life, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, introspective work means really worrying about yourself. So celebrate, exactly. Celebrating the little things, whether it's an aha moment, whether it is whatever it is, right. Um, wherever you're at in your journey, I think it's super important too in the work that we do because the work that we do is really heavy. Mm. It's really hard. And sometimes, especially when I know, you know, both of us work a lot with, you know, white clients that are trying to, they're really doing the work and they're trying to deprogram themselves and, and become allies and accomplices in the, in the fight for equity and justice. And so it takes deprogramming. It takes recognizing your own unconscious biases and all those things. And so um, I just think it's super important to to try to hold on to the little positive things along the mm-hmm. way because otherwise you'll drown yeah. in how overwhelming the rest of it will get. And so. also, and the other part of that is like with for the, the folks that we work with, the women of color that we work with, the people of color that we work with, just sometimes that the win is I didn't cuss someone out. I was, I was, yo, I was just going to say that. I have, yeah. So I have um, one of my group programs. It's a, it's all women of color and we come together once a month and they're, you know, one the, one of the regular practices is just sharing something that, you know, that you, we call it our boss up moment. Like what did you do? And sometimes those women have things to say that are like super profound and like big deal things. And sometimes it's like, I just, I got here today. Yeah. I I was, I was literally going to say that. Yeah. And on the, on the other side, and that speaks to, how different the experience for the privileged and you know the disenfranchised and the marginalized is right like for the disenfranchised like it's literally like yo i i didn't cuss anybody out i didn't have a moment where i thought i was gonna you know just get so overwhelmed and cry i didn't get frustrated nobody looked at me crazy today i didn't get followed in a store like little you know the the things that should be so benign are like these huge you know i didn't get kicked out of starbucks for taking too long to order Mm. you know like those and it it looks so different but that's so telling that's so telling because 
I feel like a lot of times a personal development industry is so one size fits all. Absolutely. Because it's, it's created for the most part. Like it's like, you know, I'm going to say something really unpopular and I don't care, but I will preface it because people are going to be mad with this. The personal development industry was originally an absolute luxury for those that had the time and the money, which were white people. This was a white person's luxury. And so when the rest of us are having to just survive, right? It wasn't of interest to us. So now tables are starting to turn, not a lot, but a little enough to where there are people of color that can access, right? The the industry, Mm -hmm. but the industry is like, well, this wasn't made for you because you didn't have the time. You know what I mean? And so you still see those, those things. Absolutely. That was kind of a tangential thing, but. No, that's, I, I think that's absolutely true. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's something that we'll revisit. We'll, oh, for day. sure. We, we'll have to. We'll have to. So I think the last thing that I just want to point out that you and I have talked about as a, um, you know, commonly held belief. And I know that because it's something we both, we do. Um, is that we believe in the practice of coaching and mm-hmm. getting support for our needs. And we also believe in investing in that, yes. um, you know, and paying for support. Right. And, um, for, for example, I have a coach and when I pay my coach, I don't think of it as I'm paying my coach. I think of it as I'm investing in my own personal development. Like I'm investing right. in myself and she is, helping me to get to the places that I want to get to. So we believe in that as a process. Um, Well, I mean, and the example I always use for clients when they're either having rational, like they're having a hard time rationalizing, like, well, why do I need a coach or whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. so if you were a, Hey auntie listener, you know that I am also a boxer. So boxing is, and will always be a part of my life. And one of the ways that I still stay in, in touch with it is that I train women. Like that's just my thing. I don't train men. I only train women personal training, group training, whatever. And so the same way that I have female clients that come to me because they have no idea how to throw a jab or a cross. And so they pay me to teach them proper form, terminology, the language of boxing, the science of boxing, the methodology, right? The same way that they, and then, and then all of the things that go with it. So you can't just hope that you're going to have a powerful jab if you're not in the gym also you know weightlifting and and doing the supplemental work so coaching is the exact same way you mean right? you gotta practice these things is that you, what you're trying to wait, say wait what you mean i have to like actually do the work it's like and practice, practice constantly oh and like God. go back over and over and also pay somebody else that has actually done the work that can guide me and teach me because this isn't my lane and i'm trying to get into it oh my god Yes, yes, yes. That's what you're saying. Right? That's what I'm saying. So, so it's, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, you might not be like, oh, I have six, a visible six pack afterwards. But I guarantee you at some point, especially if you're a white person navigating the world, you're going to have evolved. And at some point, a, a person of color is going to look at you and just be like, thank you for not being problematic. Mm. Yeah. Not that you get a gold star for it, but, no. you know, you just might get a head nod. You might not understand the head now. You might get invited to the barbecue. Girl, listen. That, that, that's like that's like Patreon subscription level a thousand. <laughs> okay. We just we just talking about understanding the head oh, nod right now. Okay. <laughs> Baby steps. So the last thing I just want to say, um, that I always want to make sure that I clarify when I talk about investing. 
I don't mean that you have to go and invest $20,000. Oh, yeah. You know, like when I say invest, I mean, sometimes I, I do mean invest money. I also mean yeah. invest time. Time, time, Invest yeah. energy, invest effort. Like you yeah. invest more than just, you know, like the dollars that you pay yeah. or something. It's, like, I mean, it's, a, it's an all around commitment. The same so, way that you don't go to piano lesson and then never practice at home and right. expect to be able to be Mozart. Like right. that's, that's not how that works. It's not, no. <laughs> so, so before we kind of get into what is challenging about this space and start to kind of really break that, uh, you know, break that down, I think it was important that we just kind of share some of these guiding principles that we really believe in. Because when we yeah. start to go in and say some of this other stuff is just trash, like, <laughs> you need to understand that we are committed to this industry. <laughs> like right. we, we do do this work, right. you know? So, and I, I also believe, um, because I shared that, you know, I have a coach and, you know, I invest in coaching. I don't believe in hiring coaches that don't have coaches. Right. So, and that are not doing the work themselves. And that are not doing the work themselves. Because if you feel like you have evolved to the highest version of yourself, I don't want to mess with mess you. With, right? right. And if I can, if you can ask me to invest, you know, to invest my money with you, right. I definitely want to know that you're investing in yourself in the same way. Exactly. So, um, so I will just say that. Right. Well, that, and also I think it's important. I'm just going to throw this out now because you and I have had this conversation. It's also important. And this, this is, this is specifically for white clients. I, I love my clients of color, but I feel like they intuitively kind of understand this because by nature, the world has created us to be more um, dubious of things. Um, white people that are hiring people of color to do this work, don't just hire the first person of color that you see. Mm. Because I will say this, and I'm not gonna put anyone's name out there at the moment, but we're gonna have an uh, episode on this. There are a lot of coaches of color that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They might be able to have high level analytical conversations. They might be able, they might, it might sound nice. They might be really smart with brand, branding, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't know how to coach. They don't know how to hold space. They don't do introspective work. They don't know how to guide you through this process in a way that is not going to make you feel triggered and then abandoned. So I think it's super important. The same way you wouldn't buy a Tesla and then take it to, you know, the first mechanic that you see, you're not going to, you are the Tesla. Like you're not just going to go to the first coach that you see, right? You're going to go on Yelp. You're going to make sure that people know what they're doing. You're going to interview your coaches before you hire them. Have a, have a first conversation. Like, not everyone knows what they're doing. And there's a lot of us out here that are doing amazing work. And I'm also Absolutely. not saying that Trudy and I are doing it perfectly. Just like she said, we're constantly doing personal development. If you saw the list of books that I have to read on topics that I already know about, but there's always new books coming out. So why wouldn't I read them, right? We're always pushing ourselves to be better because we're cognizant of that. So you just really have to make sure you're not just like, I'm, I'm going to go get this Afro-Latina because I can say, so that I can say that I did. That's not, that's not how it works. It's not. Okay, that's it. That was my moment. So all of that being said, there are some teachings, one in particular, that is uniquely problematic, mm. and that is called manifestation. It's widely 
it kind of widely goes by manifestation and it encompasses um, some different kinds of lenses and approaches. But basically, manifestation is the, y'all remember like, I don't know now, maybe 10 years ago, that book, The Secret, that everybody was talking about? We're dating ourselves. <laughs> Come on, we're not that old. Get out of here. Uh, that book, The Secret, where everyone was just like, oh, all you got to do is think about what you want. And, and it's you'll get it. going to just show right. up. It's the law of attraction. Right. You're going to manifest your new reality. And so this is really one of the major teachings in mm -hmm. the personal development industry. It is. And some people teach it well. Some people know where to place that mm -hmm. in a context of strategies and personal development. Right. And other people rest their entire practice on <sighs> this one idea that you uh, can, can like, Think idea. about what you want. Right. Yeah. Like, let's be very idea. clear. Idea. It's an ideology. It's a, yep. It's an <laughs> ideology. It's a, okay. It's a philosophy. It's an idea. It's not a strategy. It is an ideology. Right. And so the biggest, the big kind of takeaway here is this idea that if you want something, you get really clear on what that is. You create a vision board or something like that. And you meditate and you act as though you have it and everything is going to align and you will manifest that reality into your life. And that is pretty much, <laughs> that's and, pretty and, much the teaching. And, and like in the most basic way, basically everything that happens to you is because you, you brought it upon yourself. Essentially. Yes. You put out either the thoughts or the energy and thus, everything is your fault also. Yes. So it is either your win or your fault. Including really traumatic yeah. experiences. Ev I'm not going to go down the list and, you know, because, right. you know, triggers. Trauma is trauma. trauma right. Is, right. But, you know, the folks who, there are some folks who believe this, that believe it to the extent that you have chosen all of the negative mm -hmm. experiences and things that have been done to you or experiences that you've had, that that has been chosen by you. And some folks, including the woman that we're going to talk about in this video, believe that before you were born, you chose the life fully knowing that you were going to have all of those experiences. <laughs> so you went into a life knowing that you would be you know, oppressed and poor and, you know, or wealthy and rich and whatever, like all the experiences that you could possibly have. The four things that you consciously chose before arriving here as a human being in the world. That's I all, wish that's people could see my face right now. I know. I wish they could. Because like, I've heard the video. I, this is not, and, and she's not the only one that believes this. No, 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 no. So this let's make like, it clear. Like commonly held. This is a commonly held belief. It's just that she's the white person that showed her ass right after we decided to have this conversation. Right. And so I would like to make that clear. And I make it clear because I'm gonna just use her name now, Miss Kelly Atwood. Um, you like to play this where, where you wanna talk about victim consciousness. Baby, Facebook isn't that private. So even the private things that you post while you're sitting here talking about, I'm the victim and this is a witch hunt and this at the other. First of all, mm -hmm. you should probably get in line with your own practices. But second of all, you are not the only one. Like I said, you just happen to be the it's just an unfortunate reality that you're the white person happened to show your ass the exact same week that we had already decided to have this conversation. So, yep. you know, 
she she is uh, just the the amplified voice for the entire belief system. Right. So this, this is not, not about less. So I'm clearly revved up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna go in. So go ahead. Good. To okay. Please. I. I. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Let, let's real quick just so rewind. One. I'm not gonna go too deep into the video because it is definitely triggering, and it's I don't want anyone. It is. Yeah. It's violent. Like you. You will. You will be. All your shit will just. You'll be shook. And so I say that to say we will have the link on our on our show notes page. Um, but just know when, before you watch it, like what you're getting yourself into, right? So that's that warning. But for the intents and purposes of this conversation, I just feel like, so, so basically this woman gets on a Facebook live trying to call herself out as being courageous for speaking her truth. And what's the name of this video? Can you? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Let me run it back. White privilege, <laughs> activism, and victim consciousness. No. <laughs> No. So, you know what? I'm going to break it down like that. So, white privilege. So, basically, white privilege. She is tired of having the white privilege conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save my commentary for after. So, she's yeah. trying to, she, she is tired of the white privilege conversation. Yeah. She would like to say that she's done the work and she's an activist because- Or has he, been an activist. Or has been, sorry, yes. Has been in the past because she went to UC Santa Cruz and she was in at Berkeley and she's March. So she she basically has been like, oh, look at all of this shit on paper that I've done. Like that totally makes me an activist. Like I get it. And qualified. Um, and qualifies. Yeah. No, that does not an activist make, first of all. But- she she really thinks that like having sat in these classrooms and studied under certain people and you know showed up with a fucking sign that said no to trump or you know whatever whatever it said i made that up but you know a sign somehow qualifies her as an activist she then proceeds to show her white savior complex like when i tell you that whole the the flag was just waving <laughs> like I, I'm, and I'm not even going to go into the, the wording of it because that was probably one of the sections for me that was so upsetting. And like, I just, <sighs> so as you can see people like <laughs> this video is super problematic. Like we, we are in this work and we do this work and we've watched it multiple times and we've talked about it and it's still just like, my body's getting warmer right now. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? And I'm going to celebrate this win that I'm like, I can take a breath, stay on point. Um, but yeah, so, so basically she comes on here and, oh, she also calls herself a spiritual leader. So she's this spiritual leader that thinks that she's doing something courageous by being able to voice her truth. And she thinks it's courageous because she specifically says she has friends that feel the exact same way that she does, but they're so afraid for their lives, which um, if you were manifesting correctly, ma'am, you wouldn't have anything to fear for because you could just manifest your protection, right? Wrong. I, I feel like the best way to say it so we can move on, in a nutshell, she shows herself to be, she doesn't, she's, she's problematic. She doesn't understand concepts and structures of oppression. She has not done any introspective work. She's not woke as, at all, like she's, she's in a coma. right and she also genuinely believes that like that that secondary portion of manifestation that everything that has happened to you is is on your shoulders 
from your trauma to your successes, to your failures, to your inabilities to succeed in life, it's you and it's your problem. And, and maybe if you just willed it so, it would be different. If you tapped into your power. That's right. If you tapped into your power, then it would be different. So. So can we just talk about all the ways that this is just wrong? Yes. So let's just go right on in. Because y'all could really watch the video if you want. Um, I think it's it was still up as of this recording. So, you know, just just be careful if you watch it. This is what I'll, yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I need to take a breath. So I'm gonna let you start on all of the reasons that it's a problem. Okay. So the thing that jumped out at me in this video um, is one of the first things she says. And really like I watched a minute of it and I, my stomach was in a knot. I was like, oh, this is going to a really bad place really quick. And one of the first things that she says that struck me is that she is tired of the white privilege conversation. And um, the excuse, you know, she talks about it as like this excuse that people use. And the, the kind of alarm that kind of went off in my head when I heard that I just wanted to shout, like, I, I think I literally shouted out loud at my phone as I was watching this, that the only reason that you get to be tired of the white privilege conversation is because of your white privilege. White privilege. Like, right. that is the only reason why you can even say something like that. Because, right. and, and think that it's okay, because people of color don't get to say, well, I'm tired of, like, the black conversation. I'm right. tired of the oppression conversation. I'm tired. I'm tired of, of getting shot in the street. I'm tired of being kicked out of places because you know, like I'm tired of like being questioned. I'm tired of being. Right. I mean, people are tired of it, yes, but they that it can't be. It can't be shooed away. Like it can't right. be dismissed. Like right. oh, I'm just tired of it, and so like I don't want to talk about that. No mm -hmm. Like that's how she was. That's how she was framing it. She was tired of it, and so therefore she didn't want. We should just shut it down and never talk about that again. Well, I think it's, and it, and it goes to this point that like for her, it's just a nuisance to have to have the conversation. Like, right. ugh, like, do we still have to do this? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. Because, just, I mean, just like you said, like if you didn't have the, if you were not part of the privileged group in this country, then you would be living on the other side which is the side of oppression. Mm -hmm. And so you would never be able to say, I don't, this is a choice. I actively choose to ignore this because every single second of every single day of your life, you are constantly faced with the reality. Right. That you, you are a marginalized person in this country. Like you can't just be like, you know what? I'm going to walk into Starbucks and, and pretend like I don't know that people are looking at me or, and now that these two young black men have been kicked out of Starbucks, when I walk into Starbucks, I, first of all, I don't go to Starbucks anymore, period, flat out, fuck you, Starbucks. But like anytime you go into these spaces, every time you're like, well, now Starbucks has showed their uh, like where they stand, their alignment more or less. So is, is every, like now this is no longer a safe space. Like Starbucks still gets to be Starbucks for Kelly Atwood. Right. Even after these two young black men have been kicked out. Right. Because she's like, mm, not my problem. 
But right. for the rest of us, like now it's like, cool. I now know this isn't a safe space. Right. I and now so know every that time a person of color goes to Starbucks and you know, they have, everyone has a choice to do what they right. want. You well, know, yeah, yeah, time yeah, and yeah, the dollars, just, right. So, but every time a person goes into a Starbucks or goes to Starbucks, they will be reminded. They will likely every time. remember that like, they better buy something quick. Quick. Exactly. Don't or use the they might, Yeah. Like just buy your drink and keep your receipt with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So. so that actually, so that brings me into right after this video was posted, like, mind you, while I was listening to this video, the whole time I'm like, she doesn't understand systemic oppression. She doesn't understand racism. So this broad who superior, supposedly did all this studying, like you weren't paying attention in class. Sleep. You were sleep. You were in a coma. I don't know what you were doing, who you were texting, but you weren't doing your reading. Right after she she puts this video out, she then posts this like, woe is me, everybody's coming for my life, saying terrible things about me. And this is a direct quote, because she's on some like love and light. She goes, we cannot eradicate racism by being racist. That is a direct quote. Now, mind you, in the video, it was already very clear to me by the way that she talks that she doesn't understand systemic oppression. But then she has the audacity to say, we cannot eradicate racism by being racist. So me being me, I was like, I'm not even gonna entertain the woe is me, like the, the thing that white women do where they attack you and then when you actually stand up for yourself or you let them know that that boundary has been crossed, then they start to play victim and start crying because they know that everyone will run to save the white woman. She, that's what she did. She did that thing. However, she, she fucked up and she showed her ass again. Oh, and then she also said, my one, my one black friend and I had a great conversation about it. She did right. say that, I saw that. So uh, in, in, instead of having like a whole long drawn out conversation, I'm just gonna read the comment that I left on her Facebook page. I'm just gonna read it. So I literally said, I would like to point out something that your lens, cause she keeps saying our lenses are different your lens perhaps didn't catch. To say we cannot eradicate racism by being racist implies very explicitly that you seem to operate under the belief that black and brown people can in fact be racist to begin with. To be incredibly clear and to point out one very simple fact, racism by definition can only be exhibited and practiced by a group that holds power and privilege. This means the power and privilege to oppress through policy, police, housing, education, and other systems that control our society and each individual's ab ability to thrive and sometimes even simply stay alive. In this country, for many reasons of which I am sure you are aware, there is only one and has only ever been one group of people that hold this precise type of power and privilege. That is, in fact, white people. At no point in U.S. history has any other race been in a position to impose their will so harshly and exactly on any other race. The system of oppression was built for the benefit of white people and is running smoothly. To make any implication that any other race outside of the white race has exhibited racism is by definition wrong. Other races can hold prejudicial beliefs, sure, but a belief never kept anyone from thriving based on merit didn't use black and brown bodies for live action target practice, impose lengthier and harsher prison sentences for a lesser crime, or lawfully separate children from their families. I understand that it took courage to try to begin a conversation. I understand that as a human person, you're doing what you think is right. I understand that none of us are perfect, 
Regardless, I urge you to be more conscious when you speak. I urge you to own the fact that you are problematic when every other black and brown body outside of the one friend you spoke to tells you that you are. And I urge you to listen more than you speak because you have never and will never live our experience because you belong to the only race of people that owns the privilege to not have to. Do you think she replied? No. And let me say before anyone, you know, listens to this and starts feeling some type of way, do not look up Webster's version of what racism means and screenshot it and send it to us. We are not interested in what Webster's dictionary has to say about the definition of racism. What you can do is invest some actual time in all of the research in sociology, psychology, and all the social sciences and really look and understand how these systems work. And then you can let us know if you found another definition. Right. Um, But not until you have done that level of investigation. Mm -hmm. Do not do some Google search and send us some definition that you've screenshotted off your phone. I'm Um, going to tell you real quick. It's it's not going to be like a cordial academic response that you get. You can miss me with all that bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, But yeah, so she didn't respond. Which I think is amazing because like she was so courageous for her to get on this Facebook live. No, it wasn't courageous. All you did was press record. No, you didn't have to talk to anybody. You didn't have anyone asking you questions. You didn't have anybody pushing back on you. You just got to spew your your ignorant, hateful rhetoric. She and even had- shut the comments off while exactly. she was talking. She was like, I'm gonna go on silent. So that yeah. means that you're talking and you're not even acknowledging what people Anyone are saying. Else. Which again Symptom of white privilege to be able to say whatever I'm you just want. Gonna and not shut have you to off. Take, yeah, like I'm gonna silence your voice because your voice doesn't matter to me because I'm gonna do whatever whatever I want anyways because I can. That's literally what she said in her actions before she even got started. Because she knew she was a problem. She yeah. knew, like, I don't know if you were like, you know what, I'm gonna be on my Kellyanne Conway shit and just hope for the best. Like, I don't <laughs> know, I don't know what was going. I don't know no. what was going. No. <laughs> yes i said it like i don't i don't know but what i do know is there's no way that the class that you took or the march that you were at like none of that eradicates like your unconscious biases uh, clearly because you haven't done the work like none of that gets you invited to the cookout what gets you moved along is is actually introspection is actually listening is actually you know doing really really doing the work on yourself because all you've done is is try to get some letters behind your name like cool you read some books and you paid an institution to give you a piece of paper that doesn't make you woke that doesn't that doesn't make you evolve like no 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 so i'll say i'll say here that you know that having uh being committed to equity and being committed to moving people through through a process to improve their life and, you know, all these things, that this is a practice, that it's not, it's not an ideology. Um, I mean, we, we believe it, we think it, but there are actual things that can be done. There's actual steps that can be taken to help people get to a place in their life where they can have access to certain things. And the way to do that is not by thinking yourself to a better life. And so I'm going to share a few quotes 
from Miss <laughs> Kelly Atwood. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to share a few quotes because I think that like, you know, I'm, I'm saying that this, you know, personal development um, and also and creating equity within the personal development space, it's, this is an intentional act, right? Yes. Like it's something that has to be done intentionally. It's a choice. It's a choice. And you have um, to constantly make that choice. Right. But Miss Kelly Atwood doesn't think that. What, what she thinks, and I quote, that I don't believe anyone can be oppressed without their permission. As long as we buy into the illusion that we're oppressed, we'll continue to be oppressed. She also says that no one can hurt you without your permission. She says that I truly believe that we are responsible for everything that happens in our life. She says that people in third world countries need other people to go and teach them how powerful they are so that they can lift themselves out of their conditions. And she says that police brutality happens because we live in a world that upholds victim consciousness. These are all things that she says. And so this is, um, this is spiritual bypassing, right? So it's that, it's that idea that like, we don't have to take responsibility for any of the horrible things that happen in the world because our spirituality teaches us that everything happens for a reason, that people make choices to live like the lives that they have so that they can learn certain lessons and evolve. That's all spiritual bypassing bullshit, okay? And the danger here is that she rests her practice on these ideologies, and so she's teaching other people this stuff, and people are paying her to learn this. And Wiz, I'm sure you saw in that thread that all... The folks came out and they were like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they were co-signing so much of that. And there were people on there who were opposing her. And so, you know, uh, people of all races and ethnicities who were like, no, this is some straight crazy bullshit. But there mm -hmm. was, I, I was shocked by how many people were there like, yes, this is exactly right. Like you I know, could, that was one of the scariest parts. Part scary, yes, but part of me is not surprised. Think, what would have surprised me is if I saw, and maybe I just missed it because it's always an Uncle Ruckus. Always, there's always a Kanye, right? So I didn't, I didn't see any Kanyes. Those are the ones that surprised me when they they co-sign this this fuckery, and then I'm like, oh, you're a sister, like, or you're a Latina, you're you're part of a marginalized group, like what? I didn't see any of that. I saw all white people co-signing. And so it didn't surprise me because if I'm white and I haven't done the work and I don't want to face or work through my white guilt and I don't want to have to acknowledge that the only reason I'm successful, the only reason I can be entrepreneurial, the only reason that I can navigate the world in the way that I do is that my whiteness affords me this privilege. And this whiteness and the privilege that it affords me has been developed through colonization, slavery, 
you know, mass genocides and all of these other really horrific things that third world countries are specifically third world countries because white empires and white entities went into them and eradicated their people, their way of living, like stripped them of their natural resources and, and literally, literally stripped them of the human beings that belong to the, to that nation or that country. And then when they were depleted, bounced. So no, Right. Like, um, so part of me is like, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised because those are the people that aren't doing the work. Those are the people that need that narrative, that choose that narrative, because otherwise it means if we were on an even playing field, would you really be where you are? Like that's, that's, that's a whole, and, and, and unfortunately (laughs) that's why you get a coach because that's the type of shit that you have to work through. But a lot of people aren't ready to work through that. So uh, part of me was like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at anything white people do anymore. I'm not surprised at anything they say. I'm not surprised at the bold co-signing of such hurtful and, and terrible rhetoric and action. I'm just, I'm just like, is it terrifying? Yes. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not surprised. And so let me break it down in this way. Um, because I think people, I think sometimes for some people, it really helps to have very specific kind of comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good idea. So, the same, so, so for anyone who's like in business or who, any, actually anyone anywhere who's working in any kind of company, the same way that people sit around tables and make strategies about how to improve their business, the same way that you strategically like optimize your website to increase your like customer conversions and to like put people in sales funnels and, and you know, all, all of those yeah. very specific things that people do to be successful in business. Those same things happened that people sat around tables mm-hmm. to make decisions about how to systematically <laughs> okay. withhold access yeah. to success for people of color. People of color. Same conversations have happened and still happen. Right. Okay. So the same way, it's the exact same thing. People sat around tables and said, we're going to keep people from moving in these neighborhoods. We're going to mm-hmm. keep people from accessing these resources, from accessing from this education, from voting. We're going to put them in these jails. We're going to create mm-hmm. policies to break people apart. So right, all yeah. of those were strategic decisions. Yeah. People of, color, people of color did not manifest any of that any of it any of that they did not make decisions that caused it they did not they did not manifest their way to join crow they did not manifest their way and we're not manifesting our way out of it either right period we didn't get here through manifestation we're not gonna get out of it through manifestation right we literally when we say things like dismantle the patriarchy or dismantle the system burn it down it's because the system and i said this in my comment to her, I said this in the beginning of this podcast, and I will say it till I die. The system, it was exactly that. They sat around a table and they created an entire system of oppressive practices and policies. Right. And so the only way that we reach equity is to dismantle that system. With the same level with, of strategy of and strategy. Yes. Yeah, a thousand percent. Policies need to change every practices need to change. Policing needs to change. All of it needs to be changed. Exactly. Strategically, intentionally. Right. My thing too is every time I hear somebody say, especially like she said, right? Like before you're born, you, oh. 
this upon yourself essentially this life voice yeah you must be out your mind if you think that anybody sat down and was like i'm gonna choose this the fact that you've never had to live it tells me that you are that like that you're just that out of touch like you will never understand these experiences so you really think that someone was like this will be fun i'm gonna do it this way I can't wait well, to learn that lesson so right. that I can evolve and right. right. This will really teach me something. This will take me to a higher spiritual plane. Fuck out of here. Like, and it's say when you're comfortable. Exactly. And on top of that, maybe, you know what? Maybe it is a choice, but the choice is not because we've manifested it. It, it is a choice by white people imposed on people of color because there is, and if you sign up to our, Um, Patreon account, this is like one of the things that we'll provide you with. One of the things that is really heavily backed up and supported is this idea of generational trauma and that it can be passed down from generation to generation and it can, it is in your body. It is in your DNA. And so it was a choice by white people to, to inflict and exact their will so harshly on people of color for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. So yeah, it was y'all's choice. It was your choice and you did this to other people. And so now we have generational trauma that's passed down. So again, that wasn't our choice. We didn't manifest that. No one was like, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to the Vikings and be like, yo, I'm gonna need you to start killing people and, and you know, enslaving and, and like separating tribes so that in a thousand years, I can, I, can, I can live my life like this. That would be lovely. I'd really, I'd really appreciate it. You got me? Cool. No. That's not how that works. No. And it's, it's infuriating, but yeah. So, so information like that. So if you're curious about generational trauma and things like that, that's the type of stuff that'll also be on our Patreon because we couldn't even get into it right now, but it's fascinating. That's a lot of teaching. Yeah. And it's fascinating. But, but you know, so, so to sit there with that belief, like it, it beyond spiritual bypassing, it literally removes all responsibility of all the most evil heinous things that white people have done to people of color and to women of color for since the dawn of man and like you don't get to do that sorry sorry you don't get to ignore it anymore so yeah we are gonna have the white privilege conversation yeah right not not today kelly atwood not tomorrow not next week and i'm sorry it's inconvenient for all the Kelly Atwoods that people of color have been able to at least fight to reach some sort of level of education to now where we can actually have these intellectual conversations. Because you know what? I guarantee you what she's not going to do is sit across the table from me or you or any other person of color, regardless of their ability to to break her down. She's not going to do that because you're weak and you're a coward. You're not courageous. You stand on your white privilege. And I'm going to keep saying it to you. But, but so all of that to say, this is why this like manifestation and like the ideology of manifestation and teaching manifestation is so fundamentally dangerous and problematic because it eradicates everybody's responsibility. First of all, it, it, it means you don't have to be culpable for your actions in this world and, and, and your privilege and how you navigate the world through privilege, because you can also use your privilege for good. Yes. That's a choice as well. That's a choice. 
But Which, you have to acknowledge you have it. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. You have to acknowledge that you hold the privilege. And there is right. all kind of privilege. You and I have different oh, types of Everybody has all Everyone kinds has of privilege. a privilege. Right. And so if you acknowledge that you hold that privilege and your and the deg- and the extent to which that privilege like grants you access and power mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. certain things, you can do amazing work. Right. By intentionally including people who have less access and less privilege and you can redistribute power. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Girl, what? listen. What are we talking about over here? Okay. Shit. <laughs> Reparations. So, but you have to acknowledge it first. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you're tired of the conversation, that means that you're not using what you have to benefit others. Yeah. And I question what kind of coach you are i mean that's that's the whole purpose of coaching yeah the whole idea of a coach is you know you have learned some things you've learned a bunch of skills Mm -hmm. you've gotten to a certain place and you are putting yourself in a position to be a guide to others to be a support to others and and that to me as a coach i am grateful and humble for every Mm -hmm. client that i have and you know i i'm grateful for them because i realize that the amount of trust that they put in me to help them to get to where they want to be, whether it's where they want to be in business or whether they want, where they want to be in creating like a bigger social impact in the world or just right. their personal development. That's a huge responsibility, right? That's a huge responsibility. And so that takes me acknowledging all of my talents and all of the yeah. privilege and all the skills yeah. that I have. And so if, if you are a coach who is tired of that conversation, then uh, I just question your value as a coach. As a, I mean, I'll go one step further. I question as a human being. What I am. I mean, look, no, let's I call mean, the duck a duck, right? Like you're navigating this world, essentially saying that, you know, shutting down voices of color, refusing to listen. And ultimately what she's saying is, you know, you're, you're lesser than because you chose to be. Yeah. That's basically what she said. So the fact that you believe that about third world countries or or anyone that lives in a third world country or people of color. Or victims of Or victims of trauma. Or or all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Like you, you, as far as I'm concerned, like throw the whole human away. And I'm not saying it's too late. I don't, that's one of the other things maybe that we should have said in the beginning. Like I think with coaching too, everyone has their aha moment and their breakthrough and can have it at any, at any age, at any time. And so it's not too late. Who knows? Maybe this will get to Kelly Atwood. And maybe she'll be like, yo, I didn't really ever think about it like that. And I'm sorry. And let me go do this work now. Yeah. And I hope that for her. Yeah, absolutely. I really do. I'm going to send her. I'm going to manifest all the positive energy for Kelly Atwood. Uh, oh, my God. Um, you know, but yeah, I just, it, it like at the end of the day is hype and as, as much shit as I talk and whatever, like it really does actually make me sad and break my heart that there is a, a human being out there, a woman trying to lead and teach other women. Yeah. And she herself is so misguided, which just means you're going to create another flock of misguided women. Yeah. And that to me is even more problematic. Yeah. Because you're doing more damage in this world than good. Sit down and say nothing. Yeah. And do better. And speaking of do better, what a perfect segue. So something that we're going to start doing on That's Not How That Works is we would like to acknowledge people that are doing better or that are doing it right 
And I think, you know, this entire, that's not how that works, was doing it wrong, so wrong. Um, but I think we just want to take this moment to acknowledge, like, our Doing Better segment today is all of the people that work with us. All of those clients that put themselves in the really uncomfortable and hard position to have to let Trudy and I hold a mirror up to you mm-hmm. and say, here's where all your things are. Here's what they look like. The good, the bad, the ugly, the shit you didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Here's all of it. And now here's working through it, right? So here's a shout out to everyone that, that even trusts us. And, and cause to me, it's like, it's an, I do look at it as an honor. Like I feel Absolutely. honored and humbled every, every time somebody wants to work with me because it is hard work. It's not easy. And as much as, you know, you and I will sit here and like have these really hard hitting conversations. Like, obviously this is not how we treat clients, <laughs> but we but love our clients. We love, I love them. I love, I love them. Sometimes I'm like, wait, no, these aren't like, they're your friends, but they're not like, but y'all want to go get a drink. I'm confused. Like, you know, whatever. But um, no, yeah. Shout out to them because it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's hard work. And they're constantly doing the work and they're constantly making the choice. And then even like those beautiful moments where it gets harder mm-hmm. and they just dig in deeper. And so I, yeah, my do better moment is my shout out to all of our clients that are working their way from being, and some of them weren't even problematic. They just knew that they had privilege and they wanted to make sure they were doing better and using it for good. And Absolutely. so, you know, taking yourself from being a person in a position of privilege to being an ally and then being an accomplice in that, in this fight for equity and for eradicating the system. So like, I love y'all shout out to them. Or, y'all, y'all are, are, are do better. And that's why we're here ultimately. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why we're doing this Yeah, um, because we have, because our clients, we see them doing great work and, you know, we hope, to reach more people in the way that, you know, through this podcast so that, you know, more people can start to just reflect and, and shout out to y'all who have tuned in and, and yeah. listened to the whole episode and, right. you know, said, let me, let me check this out. <laughs> let me see what this is about. Yeah. So shout out to y'all. That's all I got, man. I, I'm going to be honest, like, cause I think that that's something that we don't do as women of color because the world doesn't allow us to is have those like moments of vulnerability right? Like openly. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm still not going to be hella vulnerable ever in public, but I will at least admit that like, even just having this conversation, like I'm, t- I'm exhausted right now. Oh yeah. I'm like, I need to go put on some Sade. Shout out to episode four. Yo, <laughs> my friend just put on Facebook when women of color facilitate there's Shade music playing in the background. She literally said that. Yeah. I'm going to go oh, put yeah. on some Shade, lay on my floor, do some breathing exercises, maybe go go to the gym before I get back into it. But, you know, this that's all I got, y'all. I'm, I'm tapped out. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Right here, same time, same place. Episodes drop on Wednesday. Yep. Of every week. And we'd love to hear from you. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram. Not how that works on Not Instagram. How that works on Instagram. You can email us at hello at nothowthatworks.com. And make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. It'll help other people find us. Yes. And then go to our Patreon and see. Yes. 
how you'd like to tap in and get involved. Absolutely. And remember, y'all, next time someone says, whatever you resist persists, you tell them, that's not how that works. works. (laughs) See y'all. Bye. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for sticking around to the end. We appreciate you. Hopefully you like the new direction enough to subscribe. Leave us a review. It'll help other people find us. Episodes drop on Wednesdays. See y'all next time.
Take a look at this. Bye.